Here we are in a great America. How much more can America take? We are a country that we are proud about having a life that or a or an ability to take immigrants in and give them the opportunity to thrive in our country. But the problem comes to a point where our resources outweigh our population. Our population is growing tremendously. It's growing not because people are reproducing uh, at a fast rate, even though they were trapped in with COVID, but they are also growing because we're getting people from other countries that find America trying to be the answer to their survival. It is hard to even imagine having your family trying to get into a country hoping to survive the terrible uh, terror, the dictatorships and, and uh, inhumane conditions of your home country. And when you place yourself in their shoes, you get an understanding that it's not just the fact that they want to come here to make money or take part of the government benefits, but they're trying to survive. Now, we must understand that our country does have a limit. And because our country has a limit to what it can offer ourselves and also those coming into the country, it is true that the United States has a boundary and limits to what they can provide to those outside the world. We are not the answer to everyone's problem, but we are a nation that can give to other countries to a certain extent. But we present ourselves of being limitless in our resources and our ability. We not, we're not. We even showed during COVID that we struggled to get a vaccine. We struggled to feed those that lost their jobs. We struggled because we see the money, but we don't see where we're getting those resources from. We don't see that our country is basically uh, basically struggling in debt. So we can't say that we are not having uh, problems in providing our nation. We are. We just don't like to say we're broke or in debt. We just like to say that we have a deficit. And that's the same no matter what. We need uh, the rest of the world to understand that, especially those that are trying to get into this country. It is a, a flattering uh, gesture to think that we are that rich to provide um, a, uh, a place for people to reside in. But the reality of it is, is that that's not the case. We make concessions for certain people, just like the, African, the uh, Afghanistan 
uh, immigrants that are coming in because of the Taliban taking over. But what about the Haitians? Are we going to make it the same for them? Are we going to make up jobs for them? Or are we going to stick by Donald Trump's um, opinion of the country and call it the trash country? We see, and especially African-Americans and my other minorities, we see the struggle that they're going through, but we also get a little bit um, questionable about what we can offer these uh, other people coming into the country from Latino countries and now from Haitian. We don't know that we have the resources to take care of them. And so we send them back to a country that is very harsh and very full of war and um, corruption. You know, we have that here. We have corruption here. We have people that are suffering here. And are we taking care of them? Let's ask ourselves, do we have the resources to take care of them? Well, we don't have the resources to take care of everybody. So for people that are um, feeling stress that they see Haitians coming in and uh, other um, other nations pushing their, their struggling poor to our borders. We don't want any more than we can bear, but we should not and um, try to say that we can take care of certain people, but we can't take care of others. Because if we're making jobs for those people and then we're not giving jobs to others, that is a kind of a hidden underlying racism. Now, I'm not all about getting everybody to come to our nation, but at the same time, I'm not about being racist toward um, other people that are trying to get into this nation. We need to find out what we can um, do for every anybody that comes to our border and if that is basically helping them find other countries to live in that might be a, a solution but my question is this if finding a solution makes your gas prices go up or your food prices go up to struggle you taking care of your family are you willing to do that are you willing to take care of it? because we're actually you're seeing the result of taking care of other people's family in the United States. Every time they've done a stimulus, that's going toward to pay that off. They're going to raise prices on a lot of things. They're going to raise prices on your gas, your food. You're paying back what they gave people. You just don't realize it. You just think that it's, oh, maybe it's because the factories are having problems getting people, you know, because of COVID. You, you can put COVID on a lot of things, but it's at one point, you're going to have to stop. You're going to have to stop labeling every price hike as COVID. You're going to have to stop um, putting all the answers uh, or, the, or the challenges and labeling it as because of COVID. It's because when they threw things out to people that didn't want to work because they were getting paid more, to stay home, 
that means we have to pay it back. The taxpayers, people that are continuously working, essential workers, all that goes back. Now, also, you have to start to think about the people that don't want to get vaccinated and don't want to go back to work. Those that don't want to get vaccinated and they get sick, we pay, we'll end up paying that in our insurance hikes. We'll end up taking the bill for that. So if you have somebody you know that doesn't want to get vaccinated, you got to get to the in their face and say, look, be real that your price, your insurance is going to go up because if there's a, there's a chance that you get sick and you got to get medical treatment. And if you make it or you don't make it, there's a bill generated to pay back the insurance companies and the hospitals that doctors that struggle to try to keep you alive over you not willing to do that. Now, also realize that I'm not talking about those that have medical exemptions and what whatever religion puts you out there to not get vaccinated. And please do not ride under the under the religious flag of saying that you exempt because you don't believe in vaccines. That's I'm not going to say that that is BS. I'm just going to say, please be in that faith that that tells you that and not just try to make up your own faith just because you want to be resistant. There's a lot of faiths. There's some faiths out there that just they just say, if I die, I die. And if I get sick, I get sick. That's fine. That's whatever you what you're doing. But a majority of Americans out there, let's be real. You're not even in you don't even go to church. So stop playing like it's a uh, religious exemption just to be uh, dramatic and resistant. So we have to think about what we're going to do right now as a country, as we have people that are coming in unvaccinated bringing in things that our country is foreign to. Um, I think that Native Americans could probably relate to that as their ancestors perished from a lot of things that the the colonists brought in. So we got to think about this. We have to think about it in a, uh, a mass social concern. We also have to think about it um, economically, we also have to think about it in our resources that we can provide people. Um, so we have to get off the emotions. We have to get off all our um, uh, heated feelings of what we see on social media because we know that social media will grab for the worst scenarios and not talk about the saints that are out there. But we also have to think about those people at the bordering towns of Texas that if they were if people were coming in on Washington DC or the DMV area at a large amount of um a large amount of people looking like a swarm of people coming through your borders, how would we feel? So we might feel stress. We might feel that we have to defend ourselves or our resources because when people get when people are um in a uh, desperate uh, sense or status they steal or they might uh, lay on your lawns or whatever and feel like your children. I don't know where these people are coming from. I don't know if they're saying, what about my kids? So when we see that, we have to think about them too. We can't just think about ourselves because we're hundreds of miles 
away from what they're dealing with. So when we see the border patrol and we see their local towns um, uh, acting the way they do, we have to also say, hey, put ourselves in their position. How can we understand what they're feeling and how can we help train these people to um, display healthy feelings and concerns versus what's going on right now that the social media and the media has picked up because they pick this up and trust me in a few weeks when something else comes up those people are old news we don't even hear about like the uh refugees of uh, of the of 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 Mexico now that's in these camps. We don't hear about them anymore. We don't even hear about how the kids are separated. We don't hear any of that. Their solutions, the the administration is dealing still with the COVID and other international concerns, but now this is knocking at our borders. And how are we gonna resolve this and deal with this? So how to deal with this is not that simple. It's not get them a doggy bag and send them on their way. It's not just put them on planes and and, and air shoot them back to uh, Haiti because how they got here wasn't simple. Um, Some of them had money and they had decent money to get here, um, staying in hotels and trying to root their way through um, the jungles of South America and um, and also getting through Central America to get to America. And my question is, is that what 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 was what do we present to the rest of the world to say that we uh, can answer all their problems, all their issues? We can't even answer all our problems and all our issues. So um, for humanity to for people of another country to come in and say hey you you got the answers we don't have the answers we don't have the answers we we present ourselves of having the answers but we don't but it's a sad and complicated issue that has to be drama free we have to look at the logistics of what we can offer our nation or and, and and other people that come to our nation. So let's be real. Let's pray about it. Let's let's sit back as a nation and think about it versus bringing in our uh, racial uh, racial um, emotions and rationalizations and panicking like what we're going to do but we have to think as a nation what we're dealing with we're still dealing with a lot of people coming to our borders that we don't know who they are what they're bringing and when can how can we process people to get into this country and knowing that they are healthy in every way mentally physically um, and as much as we can, we know we get people that will slip by and get into this country. But what are they bringing? What are they bringing into this country? So how much can America protect? How much how can we protect America interests and also deal with the humanity of dealing with people in a humane way? So we don't want to look like we're demons. We don't want to look like we're paranoid. We just basically still have to watch out for our our family. We still have to watch out for our, our nation's interests. 
And if our nation's interest is making sure these people get processed and tested and um, and documented, if we're letting them in this country, where can we go to our overpacked cities and our overpacked suburbs and 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 offer them an education when we're basically still dealing with trying to have fair education for uh, minorities that have been born in this country. So I don't get how people are saying, well, this is racist, but it's not racist. It's just the fact that we just as a country still struggling with a lot of issues that we just don't know what to do about. So if somebody has that answer, instead of having a compassion heart and being like, oh, my God, this is terrible. We have to have answers. So when we are, how can we put camps up? If we, if we, if how can we, how can we determine who comes into this country and who doesn't? Because if it was a bunch of Europeans from Europe trying to get into this country, would it be easy for them to come into this country, or would they ship them back to England? That was the question. And how do we integrate them into our society? How do we teach them what our society is about? How do we Tell them that this um, we can offer this to you and this is how you integrate in this education. Our over our over. How would you say our over packed public schools? You know, those are things that we're looking at right now. Our schools are packed. They're overpopulated, Um, you know, to get. Another group of people from another country to bring thousands of their kids to integrate into our public school. There's that's not possible unless you make a town out in like Arizona. You make a town out in Montana and you bring those them there and create a whole city of people from another country. So maybe that's the way. But can our tax money support a city out nowhere land to begin to support these people that are coming into our country. We are dealing with a lot of issues. Our health care is already stressed. Our public schools are stressed. Our uh, job market is fluent with certain jobs, but even then is stressed. So we have to look at the logistics of our country and our condition of our country to say this is okay to have another thousands of humans come into our border, which that's not basically doable if we're not already taking care of the people that are already here. Um, we want productive Citizens, if you ask me, if you had a, you had thousands of productive Haitian women and men that would come in, and we can uh, import the bums that we have here and send them out of the country. I'm all for it. Go ahead, send the bums that come, the bums that we have in this country out. People that don't want to be productive in our country, people that don't want to work then send them back to where these people are trying to get from to come here to work. That's fine with me. I'm cool with that. If you want to do that, I'm just like, look, but if you got a bunch of people that are acting or don't want to come here and they're hoping that they can get on public assistance, 
then no, because I doubt there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people that's coming into this country that actually would love a nine to five to feed their children, to have a mission in life. And if that's the case, hey, we can do an exchange. We can definitely do an exchange on those and put the people that want to work and um, people that want to have a mission in life. And take these people that are involved, that are currently here in the United States, and we can ship them somewhere and call it the United uh, Kingdom of Laziness. And they can go there and they can live and bum off each other. But until then, we have to find a, a solution for those at the border, how to process them. And also say, and but we also have to get to a point where if if our census bureaus and our towns and our city says, look, we already we we're, we're we're packed. We don't know what to do. But if there's towns in the Midwest and there's towns in the in the uh, in the in the West that can basically uh, house and provide jobs for these for these individuals, then that's great. Um, my thing is this: stop sending your stop over. Uh, over sending uh, factories when we might have people that can come into this country and work our factories that other Americans don't want to. So um, that's a solution. Uh, our food shortage. How can we get people to come in here and work farms and uh, provide them with an income and education so we as a country can become brighter and greater? Those are some solutions. Those are some solutions that we need to have. But that's another podcast of ideas that how can we make this crazy to have make this nation great? Well, that's 31 flavors of my opinion on the Haitian situation and the immigration situation in this country. I hope one day that we as a nation can grow so abundantly that we can become a uh, great in number all over this United States, but yet do it in a healthy way. We have to do it in a healthy way to get in. We can become more diverse and maybe with this overpopulation, it puts them in a parts of parts of the country that aren't so diverse. And I just don't mean all white. I mean, the white areas in the country. I mean, some sometimes you need to have cultural diversity, even in the midst that everyone might look the same. So, um, hey, it's great. It's wonderful. I want everyone to have a great evening. This is Dr. Flavor. And, um, and I hope everyone has a great evening. Love and laugh with your family. All right. Bye-bye.